Hello, and welcome to A Review of Life, the show that aims to answer life's big questions with practical answers to live a happier life. I'm Nico. In today's episode, we'll talk about possibly the largest barrier to happiness. We'll discuss the ins and outs of what researchers call hedonic adaptation and how we can overcome it to live more happily. Be sure to listen all the way to the end for the details. So what is hedonic adaptation? It is our tendency to get used to circumstances and life events and return to stable levels of happiness. Getting used to things is a double-edged sword. It can both save us or deprive us of happiness if we're not aware of its effects on our lives. We often wish for different circumstances and things that will supposedly make us happy. We buy our first apartment and need a larger one, then a house, then two cars, then a pool, then a holiday home. If this was not the case, then our initial goals of buying the first apartment would make us far happier than they actually do. We might find ourselves working decades for a holiday home with a pool, only for it to bring happiness for one summer. And once we have it, we both cannot go back and we want more. Why? because we get used to our luxuries. Imagine not having a phone. And I'm not talking about the latest smartphone, just any phone. Immerse yourself in that character, a character that does not possess a mobile phone. You have to send post letters to communicate and meet with family and friends. How much do you think you would want a simple mobile device to call on demand? Nowadays, we're so used to smartphones and would probably not switch to the old Nokias. The luxuries that previously made us happy are now a given for granted standard possession. We do not appreciate them as much. And when we do, it's probably because we remember the times without mobile phones. In fact, new generations will not learn to appreciate the ability to make such remote calls. And most of us already stopped doing so. So why does it affect happiness so much? A study on happiness followed and measured the happiness levels of both lottery winners and accident victims. And these were paraplegics. In general, society regards lottery winners as, or at least winning the lottery, as an event that should make us happy, something that the winner should be happy about. Likewise, accident victims are probably expected not to experience much happiness from, from all the hardships that come with uh, being paralyzed. So who do you think was happier in the long term? Major lottery winners or paralyzed accident victims? Well, the researchers found that lottery winners returned to their original level of happiness after the freshness of the wind wore off. They took less pleasure from ordinary events than the average person does, and some were even less happy due to changes in relationships. On the other hand, accident victims rated their past as being much happier so their past lives than the average person and also slowly returned to pre-accident levels of happiness. Another simple example is about food. Research found that the first bite of delicious food is experienced as more pleasurable than the third or the tenth. We get accustomed to the flavor so the fifteenth bite doesn't make us as happy as the first. So what, we can do, what can we do to much minimize its effect on our happiness? Well, the first step is being aware of it. So you can check that off of the list. 
Simply knowing it exists and reminding ourselves of it can really help us better evaluate whether something, something will make us happy. And the second technique is engaging in activities that help us get into the feeling of flow. You know the feeling of being thoroughly involved in an activity that you just lose yourself in it? And if not, don't worry, we'll cover flow in another episode at a review of life. Research also found that the more we engage in these feelings of flow, the more we learn to enjoy them. Additional techniques and actions we can take include altruism and rotating pleasures such that we don't get bored of what we enjoy. For example, if you enjoy drinking tea, you can go around shops and try different teas and tea experiences in unknown locations. Keep it new and keep it fun. But what else could you do? Well, it might sound cliche, but journaling does help keep an eye on our happiness levels. A journal can be a log of life events where we share how happy we are every day or every week. To sum up, here are two quotes by Dan Harris and Dan Ariely, an American professor and best-selling author. Dan Ariely says, By failing to anticipate the extent of our hedonic adaptation, as consumers we routinely escalate our purchases, hoping that new stuff will make us happier. And even more broadly, Dan Harris says, When good things happen, we bake them very quickly into our baseline expectations. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Our Review of Life. If you want to ask questions on a, on a future episode of Podcasting Q&A, click on the link in the show notes to record your question in a voicemail. See you in the next one.